0: Welcome to Daily Devoted. My name is Misha Canyon. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. It's all about the kingdom of God and our place in it. Today is the day after Thanksgiving. And you know what that means. Breakfast means just eating dinner all over again. That's really, that's when I like turkey. You know, you wake up on uh, the morning after Thanksgiving. You go, you get them leftovers, the stuffing, the turkey. You got some cranberry sauce. Maybe some sweet potato pie and all that. And 7 o'clock in the morning, that's what you eat for breakfast. Then you do it again for lunch. Then you do it again for dinner. And if you got leftovers the next day, you just keep that cycle going. Then on Monday, you got to go to the gym. You got to get them calories. You got to get that weight off you because Christmas is coming. So you got to reclaim the space that Thanksgiving has filled up. Anyways, today we are wrapping up Daniel chapter 4. And Remember, this is the chapter where Nebuchadnezzar uh, is eventually transformed. He's redeemed by the grace of God, but he's about to go through an ordeal that's going to lead to that redemption. The last time we were in Daniel chapter 4, Daniel kind of expressed his his loving kindness towards uh, King Nebuchadnezzar by talking about, by interpreting the dream and really pleading with him to reform his ways. So that the things prophesied in the dream wouldn't necessarily happen to him, that God would extend mercy towards him. Well, as we'll see here, reading verses 28 through uh, 37, that didn't happen. And actually, I'm going to leave it for you to read. Um, I'm just going to kind of talk our way through it. So instead of Nebuchadnezzar reforming, repenting and choosing to be the kind of person that God was calling him to be, listen to what happened. So some time has passed, right, since Daniel gave him the interpretation. And I think that's significant because maybe immediately Nebuchadnezzar was like, yeah, I am going to repent, you know. But then when it came time to actually take the steps that would lead to repentance, maybe the habits inside his body uh, led him to continue doing the things that he'd always done. That's the same way that, you know, sometimes we're in church. And we hear the preacher talk about reconciliation, talk about forgiveness, talk about generosity. We feel the conviction of sin. We get up, we pray, we leave refreshed and thankful. But when it comes time to put those new means of grace into practice, we decide, you know what, I'll just keep on doing the thing that I've always been doing. It's too hard to reform my ways. Well, listen, listen. If you find it difficult to reform your ways and get on the path that leads to righteousness, then the consequences of remaining on the path that you're on are going to be even more disastrous. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. So if you think it's hard to reform and live on the Christ like path, then you're actually mistaken the harder path is the path that you're continuing on that's going to lead toward your destruction and your humiliation. That was the case with Nebuchadnezzar. So he didn't reform his ways. And let me read uh, just a few verses for you. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And then he answered and said, Is not this great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? What's he saying? I look at what I built. He's looking at the city and he's taking credit for it. Look what I did, man. I this is amazing. I did all these wonderful things. You know, this actually reminds me of that story uh, in the Gospels where a man came to Jesus and said, tell my brother to divide the inheritance uh, for me. And then Jesus told the story about the rich fool who who said to himself, soul, look, you've you got all these barns. You got all this stuff. You're happy. But what are you going to do? I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. He was so self-absorbed that he couldn't um, he couldn't see life apart from himself. He was the center of the universe. And that day, uh, it says that God came to him and he said, tonight, your soul is going to be required of you. Then who's going to have all the things that are the substance of your life? And here we have Nebuchadnezzar standing on a roof, looking over the city and praising himself. Is not this great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty. While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. "O King Nebuchadnezzar. To you, it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you and you shall be driven from among men and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox. And seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know that the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. As soon as Nebuchadnezzar heard that he was driven from among men and began eating grass like an ox, and his body was covered with the dew from heaven. His nails began to grow long, his hair began to grow out. His nails were like bird's claws. What we have is a picture of like the, um, you know, who is it, Mowgli? Was it Mowgli that was raised by wolves? But here, it's not that he was abandoned when he was a boy, but as a grown man, his faculties to reason were taken from him, and this high and mighty king that was just praising and glorifying himself is now experiencing utter humiliation and degradation. I mean, imagine the it didn't, it, it, he was driven from among men, but people saw him. People would have looked and said, I'm "Like that's King Nebuchadnezzar." Then their kids would have been like, "No, that's not, that's not King Nebuchadnezzar. That that man's eating grass, mom. That's not a king. That's a fool." That's a fool. That was the humiliation that he faced. He wanted to be glorified so much. And so God took it away from him. God humbled him and he humbled him until he realized that it's actually the most high God that rules heaven. It's not me. It's God that rules and God gives responsible for leadership to whoever he will. Now, I try to remember this as a pastor. And I think it's important to remember in any position of leadership or authority, it's God that has placed me in my position. I can't look and say, no, I got an A in Greek. I got an A in systematic theology. No, I preach better than everybody else. No, that's stupidity. That's arrogance and foolishness. This story teaches us that we are who we are. We have what we have because of the grace of God. And so instead of placing ourselves in the position of praise, we ought to look at God and say like what the psalmist says. I think it's Psalm 129. Non nobis domini, non nobis domini, said nomini tua da gloriam, which means not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name be all the glory and the honor. Somewhere else it says, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom or the strong man boast in his strength, but let the one who boasts, boast in this, that they know me. Right? That's what this passage is telling us, to keep God in the proper place and to have a proper perspective of our lives as being things that we receive and live out under God. Nebuchadnezzar didn't do this, and so He had to be humiliated so that he would learn. And, you know, in that way, God is showing him mercy. Humility is one of the quickest ways of reform. And it's actually a sign of God's loving kindness and tender mercy that we would be humiliated. It's better to be humiliated than to be destroyed. Would you not agree? And so at the end of this time, Nebuchadnezzar says he lifted his eyes to heaven His reason returned to him, which was a grace from God. And then he blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. So here we go. He's praising God again. He's been transformed. His mouth is filled with praise. And now let me just read the the last two verses. At the same time, my reason returned to me and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor also returned to me. My counselors and my Lord sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, listen to these words from this man. These are the last words from Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble heavenly father thank you so much for this brother who is a perfect image of the folly of human beings but also a perfect sign of your grace and your mercy you never let go of us but you pursue us until you have us i pray for those who are listening i give you thanks that you have pursued each and every one of us i pray god that We won't wait until we have to be humbled or humiliated to realize that you rule the heavens and the earth and that all that we have comes from you. But teach us to have that perspective now. And having that perspective, help us live lives that praise you, that glorify your name, that honor you, and that bear witness to all the world, both Cincinnati and Cleveland, Japan, Nigeria, China, Ecuador, Bolivia, Russia, everywhere, let us bear witness to them that you are our God, that you rule, that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, sisters and brothers. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you next time. Peace.